G'day and welcome to AFL Eloquence. That's not the right name for the show. Welcome to AFL Eloquence, an AFL footy podcast. Uh, we are just starting out. This is our very first episode, episode number one. Yeah, here it is. And you can tell it's our very first episode because we're already struggling to say the, the title, title of the show, show which ironically <laughs> is eloquence. Uh, but you know, that that's, yeah, let's, let's leave that. Let's leave that, uh, to posterity. That'll be, that'll maybe it's quite indicative of, of where we're at. Can't even say eloquence to white dudes making a podcast. Given their two cents, eh? That's right. <laughs> we should probably introduce well, I guess ourselves, we... I suppose. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's right. Well, my name like is Emil Freund, and I am a Melbourne guy, and I love the Carlton Blues. That's me. Melbourne guy. That's him. My name is Bart Welch. I'm a Tasmanian guy, originally, um, but have lived in Melbourne the last 10 years, but have just moved up to Sydney, which is... Emil and I have talked about doing something football-related or a podcast or something for many years, and it's taken me to move interstate that's true for us to do it so i guess that was kind of a, a good thing it's one about good that thing. um but yeah, yeah we so got to keep our face-to-face footy chats going minute, so which is you know this is it this is our this is our weekly footy catch-up that's right that's basically what this is this is just a our little football catch-up that that's we right. need to keep us sane because there's not enough you know football information and content out there i feel like we Especially need to throw our hat in the mix merely and give right. people what they right, guys in want there, you know in the in middle class, there aren't many of those voices in AFL. So there's not not enough, another, not enough of fresh fresh faces. Yeah, that's right. What do they call a, a, a collective noun of a group of white dudes? It's a podcast. Uh, a podcast. That's right. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Shit. Well, I think it's I, I, we haven't really worked that much out in terms of how the pod's going to run. No, not at all. Part of the experiment is to just see how it goes and build as we, as we go. So um, yeah, if it's along with the. If you're long coming along on the journey with us, then uh, welcome and thanks, thanks for thanks for trying us out. Uh, we hope you stick with us. Absolutely. Um, we are going to talk a bit Saints and Blues, of course. Because yeah, oh, I didn't even say yeah. That's where my heart is aligned that's, with the Saints, which right. is, and I, I say that with a blue down downward bleed, bleed black, white, and red. I do. It's a problem, quite a medical issue, really. But you know, leave yeah. that for the doctors. But yeah, a struggling Saints fan and a struggling Blues fan, because as we're two gentlemen in our late twenties. We haven't seen, well, I wasn't around for 1966 and as a blues Strangely man, enough. no, that's right. 1995 wasn't, yeah. 1995. I wasn't uh, super into footy at, no. as, as a five-year-old. As a five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> the long I mean, wait. I was vaguely aware of it, but I, that's an, maybe that's a good way to start. Maybe we could talk a bit about how we came to support the teams we do and, and our yeah. relationship to the game. Like what, what drew us, what made us fall in love with it? What drew us to our clubs, et cetera. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever heard from you how um how and why yeah, the Saints. You know, we probably haven't delved into this, to be honest. That's a really good point. Um, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess I'll jump in then and start us off. It's it's the usual story, I, I think, for most supporters, that it's um, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> mm. It's a absolutely a family thing. So more on my dad's side of the family. So my father um, and my mom and sister, Olsen Kilda, my granddad on the dad's my dad's side is again whole family of St Kilda. I don't even know before then where the St Kilda tie is, but I think a lot of it is because being a Tasmanian, there's quite a strong contingent, you know, to to the Saints from Tassie, and yeah. we've had some. But, well, they they mm. they were before the Hawks were playing regular games down there. The Saints were doing that, right? We were, which was just such a great thing that we 
well and truly fucked up, as the Saints do a lot. You know, we had a hand on that. <laughs> yeah, it's in the psyche. Saints merely. making it's weird the, decisions. It's in the, yeah, what? Yeah, it's in it's in the psyche of being part of the Saints. We, I don't know why. I think it was a Rod Butters era presidential thing. Old Cokey Butters. Mm. Coke butters. butters up, yeah. Yeah, uh, something happened there and we withdrew from Tassie and then Hawthorne came in and showed you what a successful club can do there. And I think they've got something like fucking 20,000 members or something, dude. It's something disgusting. It's insane, isn't it? They also, they play what, like three or four games a year down there? Uh, I think four. Um, but they get a crazy amount of money to do it. Like, Heaps of money from the state government, so much. And then they get, and then they've turned it into a little bit of a fortress, if I may. You know, they have, they're hard True. to beat down there. And there's a lot of Hawks fans. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that St Kilda have, uh, <laughs> haven't done too well. So we, we thought we'd try a hand at Wellington instead in New uh, Zealand. The cake tin. Remember that? The famous yeah. cake tin. The cake yeah, tin. I, I remember that. That was like the first game we won Actually, the a couple blue, of years ago yeah, against the Saints. Yeah, the Blues with, and the It was Saints? Paddy Cripps' breakout game, in fact. Was it? Of course he has it against the Yeah, it was like Saints. round 4, 2016 oh, or 17. That's classic. Yeah, it would have been 16 or maybe even 15, to be honest. But... Yeah, it was, yeah, that could be right. Uh, no good. I remember we wore terrible Guernseys and we, we were shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, you know, so that was... Uh, yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to say, we didn't really... We didn't win another game until the back end of the season. Um, so it could be any of the last 15 years, to be honest with you. Pretty um, much. But, right. Um, and everyone was giving us shit because it's like, oh, yeah, you, you won one game so far, but it wasn't even in Australia. So oh, And it's against the Still Saints. yet to win a premiership point in, in Australia. But Classic. And then Those are the days backhand. with Mitch, Mitch the Bitch Robinson and yes. uh, David Eller. <laughs> Tom Bell. Robbie Warnock, the beanpole. The classics, man. Oh, belly. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. That was a good time at the Blues. <laughs> well, it was a time. It was not been many good times. Like you said, the last 20 years, uh, you know, we're, we're both in our... Uh, mid to late twenties, and um, you know, although the Blues successful club historically, I've never seen any Carlton success. We played a few finals, beat Richmond in a in a good one, beat Essendon in another, but really, I know. Do they matter though? Right? Like, yeah. it's the same with the argument when people, you know, they're like, oh well, at least the Saints were, you know, successful for this period for two thousand and nine and ten. It's like, but were we? We were nearly undefeated mm. in two thousand and nine. We lost two games and lost to. You know, we had that, I think it was round 13, the Saints and the Cats hadn't lost a game, had that massive game and we beat them. Undef two mm. undefeated clubs, 12 wins straight. And then we played them That's again right. in the finals or in the grand final and lose to them in a nightmare. Tom Hawkins hit the post, bullshit. And then, yep. you know, next year we have, we play in a, a draw and have a rematch. We played in three grand finals and lost two of them. Is that better? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that any better? It's, it's a good question. I don't know. It's I, as someone who... Well, I guess I was I was aware of Carlton playing the '99 uh, flag in, in against North Melbourne in the '99 Grand Final, but mm -hmm. really, I, I it was nine. I don't remember that much of it. it. Was I remember I was driving back in the car from Queensland. We'd had a Gold Coast family holiday. Oh, um, driving back sounds... in the car and listened to it on the way back, and I, I, I had a little cry in the back seat. But that's I mean, yeah, that's right. You didn't like losing. Fair enough. No, and and the week before we'd just come off the high of that. 99 famous prelim against Essendon, which is probably the highlight of my barracking for the Blues in my life. You know, that was, that was the biggest game. It's a shame. The biggest feeling of like, wow. Because that was 10 years ago. Essendon. 10 years ago. That's right. In the 90s. Hang on. Almost the 90s? Years 20 years ago. I'm yeah. sorry. 99, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's some AFL eloquence for you. Simple maths. <laughs> 
Um, where we know all wow. the words. Wow, all the words and all the numbers. 20 years. Mm. Yeah, it's not good, mm -hmm. is it? Jeez, no. man. That was about the last. Well, that's kind of it for us too. Like last time we were any good was about 10 years ago. And I, similar to you, I remember 97 against Adelaide. But like, mm. I, didn't, I think I went out and kicked the footy at halftime and didn't really come back. You know, that was the level of care I had when I was six. Um, sure. <laughs> but hey, well, we might as well. What's your little um, origin story here? The OG. Yeah, true. Story. Uh, well, Carlton, it's a strange story why I go for the Blues, I guess. I kind of found them on my own. Um, oh, really? My, yeah, yeah. Like when I was growing up, we didn't really have a strong family footy connection. Dad had been from, you know, dad had grown up in Tassie and, and around the place a bit, but he'd never really been into footy that much. Whereas mum was really into, into footy and sports, but she'd come from South Australia. So she had, oh. we had a family connection to the Glenelg Tigers. Oh, um, Glenelg. My great grandfather was a captain coach of Glenelg and oh. won the Gary medal, you know, <laughs> big Jim Hamby. So there's a bit of history that. there, but right. But in terms of the AFL, you know, mum, um, mum was actually a Collingwood supporter, strangely enough, for a while. Was uh, she? So when I was really little, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go for Collingwood, but that lasted, you know, about five minutes. The team I actually supported before Collingwood was the Bulldogs for about, again, like a, a, a maybe a couple of months as a, you know, four-year-old or whatever, five-year-old, who knows? You just like um, the dogs. That's just because I like dogs. Totally. I just like dogs. Totally. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> I was, Let's hear oh, it for man, dogs. I, was, uh, I think we can all agree on that. That's one thing we can okay. definitely all agree on. Yeah, cats can shut up. Yeah, mind you, I'm coming around to cats in a minute, to be honest. Really? Yeah. No, I'm allergic, so. Oh, screw them yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can suck it too. They have success. They have, man. They really have. They, they, mm -hmm. But they keep on keeping on, man. Those classic, you know, Sydney, them, Hawthorne. Well, well those home games that they get, it's no surprise that those three clubs are strong. I mean, we'll get into this a bit later, but we the, will. the home games that each of those three clubs plays is in no part, uh, is no, plays no small part in that. It's pretty big, mass. It, it is pretty huge. big for their chances. It, um, but anyway, so first the dogs, and then I was into Collingwood for a little bit because of the mum, and then my two best mates, uh, growing up, they were blue supporters and I spent, I think, you know, every day after school, I'd be up at their house kicking the footy and, and hanging out with them. And, and I didn't have. Like I had, I have two sisters, no brothers. So they were like my brothers really growing up and they were blue supporters. And so I couldn't help but jump on the blue bandwagon. On the blue so bandwagon, which wasn't much of a bandwagon. Was. Wasn't much of a bandwagon, really. It's kind of unfortunate that you actually met these young boys because if you'd stuck yeah. with the dogs or <laughs> even Collingwood, you'd at least have tasted a little bit of success. But you know what? Millie wouldn't be here now talking to each other like this, doing this podcast. If you had, we would have had those. less in common, but if, if our, if Far our less. both so crap in the modern that's, era, that's right. I can't get along with my Hawthorne supporter friends. They don't get it. They don't fucking understand. No, they don't. they, they don't understand. actually don't though. No. I say that in jest, no. but also deadly serious. They no. don't really understand it unless they were around for like the, the nineties, but even the nineties, sure. they'd won like what four flags in the eighties. Like, come that's on. Right. And had some financial trouble, Blah, whatever. We're always in financial trouble. St. Kilda and me personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're both performing artists. So I think financial yeah. trouble, that's another interesting. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is why the, we've also got the time to do an NFL podcast. We are two it's a good actors point. and people. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're looking for reasons not to get real jobs. And this is another one of them. That's um, right. Indeed mm -hmm. it is. Um, <laughs> Pretend job. Yeah. So that was, that, that was the reason the blues were my team because of my two best mates, um, Felix and Reese. So there you are. Nice. Shout out to Funnily Felix enough, though, Mum has Reece, since yeah. ditched Collingwood. 
uh, which Has is she? controversial. Yeah, well, she she moved over from Adelaide, having um, supported the Glenelg Tigers. But then she always, as a kid growing up, she'd go to SANFL games and see the Port Magpies supporters. Oh, dominant. And they're like the Collingwood of yeah. SANFL. Well, the same with the with and their Guernsey and with their dominance. They were like amazing for so long. Exactly. Right? They're also totally working class and rabid, you know. And mum would see the way that their supporters barracked and be so jealous of how enthused and passionate. And she just really mm. wanted to uh, barrack in the same kind of way. So when she moved to Melbourne, she first uh, she first lived, she was living around the corner from Victoria Park. They were still playing games there. And she's like, oh, this is my chance to choose a football team of my own rather than inherit one. So she chose the Magpies. But then when the whole Eddie Maguire, Carolyn Wilson, uh, yeah. slash Adam Good, slash any of his gaffes over the last five years. Yeah, there's been some dribble. Yeah, man. I think Annie, Mag- Annie, Annie McGuire is the real reason she um, she ditched Collingwood just in time for the Richmond Premiership, might I say. But you know, <laughs> I guess that's yeah. just good luck. That's right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Well, yeah. um, I think that's fair reason, you know, to be shifting sides. Like, mind you, I feel like St Kilda's gone through their sh- fair share of scandals over the years and it would take a, sh- a big old scandal, I reckon, to rock me. Maybe it would take St Kilda moving to, like, the Gold Coast and be, becoming the Gold Coast Saints out of financial okay, how, trouble. How would you feel if the, if the Saints moved to Tassie, though, as a Tassie boy? Like, oh, it'd be I, amazing. I, I, oh, you'd be all up for it? I reckon, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, don't have, I haven't lived in Tassie for nearly 10 years, so I don't know. Maybe I, 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 ideally, I'd much prefer it to be St. Kilda Saints. I don't know what it would be. The Tasmanian Saints that... I don't, right. I don't know. It, it would be cool. And Tassie's wanted its own team for a long time and it, and it should have really had its own team, but there's not the infrastructure there to support it at the moment. There's not the like state league and a lot of people leave to come up here or, you know, to Melbourne or wherever to play. Cause this is, it's, it's up here. So I don't, yeah, it'd be interesting. For sure. I'm, but mm. you look at the big bash down there, like right at Hobart and even like oh, the, the Hawks Canes. games, the North Melbourne those games. Mm, those right. bloody Canes, mate. <laughs> Tassie is such a place where there are hurricanes. That's right. Northern no, Hemisphere. we have heaps down there. That's what we're known for. <laughs> That's right. Um, but those games are so well supported and then they're, they're better supported than Gold Coast games or, totally. or, or GWS games often, right? Oh, like absolutely. You get 10, 15,000 people at most of those games and, and, you know, North are often only playing to that many people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's... They're starting to build, like, the Big Bash is doing really well down there now. And, and the football kills it there. Like, people love it. They're mad football people in Tassie. It's the only code there. Like, I knew two two people who played NRL or rugby there, and it was Luke and Tahi Wilcox, who were twin brothers from New Zealand. Like, they were the only people I knew growing, sure. growing up who didn't, who wasn't football. So, the state's footy mad and then, you know, cricket as well. But, I don't know, maybe one day. Maybe one day it'll happen. I'll get a little team. Mm. Maybe one day. The Tassie Suns. Oh, where the Tassie Suns. Mm, yeah, for a place that's known. Ironic to be. One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Tassie Sunburns. Yeah, um, well, that's right. That UV will get you there. High, high UV index. Don't under, yeah, don't underestimate it, Mealy. It's hot. Oh, it'll get you. Mm. I know. I was down there for New Year's. I'd burn up like a crisp. Mm. Um, well, maybe we should. Where we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday the 20th uh, yeah, so day of March, before. just before. The day before season. 2019 begins holy shit i'm excited man i'm so excited i feel like um it, it feels like it's been a long time within the last couple of weeks have just snuck up on me and it's totally. suddenly, suddenly footy's here yeah it's flown by the last couple haven't they yeah because the grind over the you know the off season and 
I don't know about you, but I, I don't, I don't get around like the NBA or there's no other sport that I'm like really in, involved in, in the off season. So I am kind of just scouring the internet for content and, and there's nothing there. <laughs> it's regurgitating the same stuff, but you're right. It's, it's been a long off season, particularly for our lowly blues and saints who haven't made it in well, the near finals. Especially given the injuries that both clubs have sustained, like oh. uh, saints, I mean, the Saints is like uh, unlike anything anyone else in the AFL really. That that we are off season injury list yeah. is shocking, dude. It was it was like a few weeks before all that happened. I was like, oh yeah, we've you know this is going pretty good. We've got apart from the little cloud over the Hanbury thing, which is there's always going to be a cloud there. I think, um, whichever way you whatever you think on that trade and that matter, but you know that was the only really little thing and a couple of stuff that people normally have. And then it was like one week where it was like, oh. Jack Stephen, your four-time best and fairest player. He's, you know, taking some time away from mental health stuff. And then like, oh, also Jake Carlisle might have to have back surgery. If, if a club's yeah. coming out and saying someone maybe has to have surgery, you can bet they're going to have surgery. <laughs> it's no, yeah. Otherwise you could just speculate on anything like, oh, maybe well, Paddy Cripps might have to have neck surgery. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. anything could happen. Why, you know. Right. When they're right. saying that, it's like as soon as they put that out in the, and Lethlin put that out in the press release, it's, it's like, oh, it's happening. Well, Carl, I was out for the fucking season. And then it just kept going, boom, 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 like Robertin with his heart, which is a nightmare. That's nearly the worst one. Oh, Underrated dude. Robertin. I saw that, that he was feeling wonky after the JLT game. Like, oh, jeez. Oh, no. I know. I know. It's a real, it's such a sad story. It is, man. He's such a nice dude, too. He's a really lovely guy. Um, Dylan, I met him a couple of years ago and talked mm. some dense football with him. He was happy to lend his time. It was a good chat. Um, but he's Dare such I a say nice a bit dude. of AFL eloquence from, from the young man. Very much so. Oh, very eloquent and gave me some hot insight, which is now two years outdated. So oh, <laughs> just just between us though, Mealy, Geary's going to be the captain in 2017. Oh, shit. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm going to put it here. Yeah, uh, you heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> Place your bets. How do you spell Geary, by the way? No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't really know. Or Jaron, for that matter. Jaron. Everyone's Jaren. favorite name. Mm. Yeah. He's actually my, uh, he's my sister's partner's cousin. There we go. That sounds like a Tasmanian mm. link. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I probably know. <laughs> How do you know someone? So, oh, it's my sister's brother's us, cousin's dog's sister. <laughs> yeah, he's a captain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He is. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's talk preseason because we're, mm. well, the season's about to get underway. So there's not actually a lot of, apart from injuries and predictions, um, there's not yeah. a lot of football to talk about. We, we should briefly touch on the preseason though, because with the new rules, trials, and um, I don't know, what whatever you glean from the preseason, it's probably worth discussing that. Like, um, I think for me, the most interesting thing was the, the rules changes. Like yeah. obviously the, the Blues played pretty well, which I was excited about, but you know, you, you can never... Uh, you can never hang your hat on preseason form. You know, we won the Wizard Cup and then went yeah. on to lose, <laughs> to get win the wooden spoon in the same year. So, yeah, as someone pretty... who's been burnt before by hot preseason form, I'm not getting too excited. But the rule changes, I thought, was, were fascinating. Yeah, what's your what's your hot take on um, what are the ones that really stood out for you? What do you think's where where do you think the big impact will happen? Or is there any players that suited for it? What do you think? Ah, uh, look, it's I think we're going to see a big coaching uh evolution of how how those how the how the how teams play the new rules i think it's going to shift a lot through the season i think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg really i think um what most people have noted uh is the space around center clearances which huge isn't it um is is huge it's going to really help those 
teams with um, those big inside balls. Um, and it's also going to help oh, yeah. your, your boy get Paddy it feeded out. Boy, Marble oh Penny Crips or, 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 you know, so, Danger, or another, some of those explosive. Danger, Josh Fife, Kennedy. There's a lot. Those um, explosive and, bulls. Right. Or, or something like if Essendon had any ins, like strong inside mids, which they don't, which we'll talk know, about. Yeah. Later, you know, we like, like string our pinch like, hitting in there, but still. Sure. I mean, if you could get it out to Devin Smith, he'd be, he'd benefit a lot because he's, he's run and carry. Um, totally. Right. But aside from that, I think that the rock rule is going to have a massive impact. Um, Huge. You'll see, you'll see Gorn um, monster it out of there. He can just grab the ball out of the rock and, and just feed it out. It. And he's already got great hands. He's amazing. Yeah. The fact that he can just take the ball out of the rock and then just run with it and still have, you know, um, not be called for holding the ball is just a massive benefit because he's, he's so Huge. agile for a big man already. And, you know, yeah, that's, I think that's a big one that, you know, not a heap of, you know, obviously it's been touched on in the media, that, that rule, but that's, that's, a, that's a big one, man. If, if you have a dominant Ruckman and there's a few now that are, you know, him, Grundy, there's, there's a few that are, that are so good at this. It's, that's going to be massive. Then plus with the added, you know, more space in this center because of the 666. Did, did you notice in, in some of those JLTs, like the wingers were, were just, you know, stationed in that kind of traditional wing position and a lot of time they weren't running in they were kind of manning up like one-on-one just on the wing it was it was really interesting so you could shovel it out and if you get a clean clearance game on quick that's quick right footy. well you exactly um I, knew, I did notice some teams were using that wingman to flood back into their back line if, yeah. if the game was tight but just having, having those starting positions i mean people are talking about it me making games tighter but I wonder if it might do the reverse and, and, and mean that dominant teams are able to just keep slamming goals. Away. I feel like it absolutely will. If, if, again, those first things we just mentioned, if you've got a dominant Ruckman and then a dominant midfield, maybe you're great at, um, maybe the, the club that's losing, you know, uh, the team that's losing might have really good key positions, like great, great defense, great attack, but like thin in the midfield. If they're getting pumped yeah. by a dominant Ruck, a dominant midfield, they're not getting a chance to get it to their forwards. Like I feel like that run on could be, you know, we could see some really big scores and then some teams get, you know, absolutely pumped potentially. That's true. I uh, agree. I, I also, I think that um, it's probably going to increase the dominance of midfielders. Like we've, we've seen it over the last 20 years of, of um, the Brownlow has exclusively been well, well, a midfielders medal. Eh? A midfielders medal. It is. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, I don't see, it's hard to see a, a key forward or a, um, key backman winning that medal anymore because you just you use differently if you're a, a key position player to yeah, have yeah, key position totally key position is so tough you'd have to be kicking bags if you're key position forward kicking bags at six every week to be really in the in the votes and and then i guess the the type of defender that could potentially win a brown low is it's not your key position it's your like running flashy in vogue you know off the half back kind of rebounding defender rebounder, who, you know rebounder. your Rory Laird who racks up 30 odd touches a game like and now that well let's speak on them in terms of the new rules as well right that's I think that's going to be a, a pretty big one that wasn't didn't like I watched a fair bit of the JLT like uh, lots bits and yeah. pieces I obviously watched both the Saints games but I watched other bits mm. and pieces but that seemed mm. to be one that I didn't see may, maybe clubs are holding their cards close to their chest you didn't, kick in? yes didn't see a heap of um like oh there we go that's a that's a play just there. They, you know, running, you know, someone's shepherding here, they're running out, whatever it is. Didn't see a right. lot of experimentation with the kick-ins, being able to just run in. 
which I, I think suspect you're right that clubs are probably wanting to keep it close to their chest. Um, yeah, right. Not give, not not sell the whole farm in the preseason like Ooh. Carlton, those Carlton boys of 2007 did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. gave the game plan away. That was our problem, you know. We gave <laughs> it all right. away in the Wizard Cup, and teams worked us out in the gap between the the preseason grand final. And the Couple of weeks, proper. got them covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, will, will you see like the also like the extra 10 meters, which is what it is. And, and, and also not having to kick to yourself to play on. Yeah. Are you going to see like a Zach Tui or, or a Dom Sheed or, um, um, someone like Sh- or Shannon Hearn from the back line. Oh yeah. Just hound it along oh, down yeah, the line. Yeah. Shannon Hearn, man. He'll be able to hit that the center square. Like he can kick about bloody 70 mate, 60 something meters. So we're giving that ten Flat meter as well. Yeah, with yeah, very, very accurate. He's a he's a great player, isn't he, Shannon Hearn? Pretty underrated again outside of that Victorian bubble. Your boy Hearn. So true. But no, absolutely. most commentators it. Yeah, sorry. Most people are keeping West Coast. They're, they're they're still going under the radar. Like they've won the flag last year. Pretty And funny, you read all of the media, and and the people are still underrating them. I oh, know it's whack, man. It must be so frustrating. It's like it's all Richmond and Collingwood talk and. And it's like, you know, I, I think even in the media's predictions, it was like maybe one or two who picked West Coast. It's like they won like 10 in a row last year and were just killing it. And people weren't taking them seriously. And then they just dismantled the the Ds and just, you know, and won a great, a classic grand final for the ages meal. And yet they're still underrated. It's it's that Victorian bubble. Mind you, we're it not. Is. St Kilda is definitely not involved in that bubble because we get <laughs> talked about like we're an interstate club. I think from most of the media yeah. commentators. Yeah, it's true. The Victorian bias is kind of big four, big five clubs, and then that's the rest are second class citizens. Yeah, that's really, right. Um, Your North in, Melbourne. In terms of the attention they get. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and if the atten- and the attention they do get, particularly our clubs at the minute, which because we know we've we've been shit, that the attention yeah. we get is is very much focusing on that shit and not like oh you know Zach Fisher's a good player or Jade Gresham could be great. It's more just like sure. oh there's shit, another concussion for shitty McShit. And there we go. Poor old St Kilda yeah. back down again. Yeah, yeah. get down to Seaford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> back down to Seaford. Banished. Mm, yeah, banished. Wow, yeah, great. Oh man. Um, um, any other things? Yeah, like, mm. well, the um, hands in the back rule. The hands mm. in the back rule is going to be a difficult one to officiate. Like, it, it's back to the way it was effectively, um, which is you know before they changed it to any contact in the back is a free kick. So, of course. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be players who try and exploit that. Like with any rule, um, it's going to be a difficult one to officiate. It will be, it will mm. be, and it'd be weird to see how they all respond to, you know, just to all these rule changes. You know, we all know that, you know, footballs, they can be a, they can be a smart lot, but they also can potentially take a little time to catch up with some of these things. Maybe. Well, especially with no runners coming out to them. Well, that's right. No one to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Tough. Teams with good on-field leadership are going to fly because of that. True. True. That's they they've they've always been a com- commodity, but they'll be more of one now, won't they? You want those on field kind of coaches, leaders. That's right. Yeah, they're valuable. They're very valuable. Yeah, that's a good point. So, do you think with the okay? Here's a scenario: because of the six 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 and the dom and the changes to the ruck rule, which means it's more likely for a really good ruckman to be able to dominate that and therefore feed it out to his midfielders mm-hmm. who are more likely to be able to get the clearance because there's more space there. You also can't flood back because it's six, six, six. Then um, also the hands in the back rule. Are we going to see a forward kick 
a, a big a big total for the Coleman? Is it going to skyrocket this year in a way that it hasn't for, for a long time? That's surely the AFL, that's their intention, right? It is. High scoring, more entertaining game, marketable. Like, that's the whole jam. It's all about that moolah, those dull hairs. Um, and my oh, answer nice. to that, it is. Got to make that money. Um, my answer to that is yes. I reckon I reckon the Coleman will be won, you know, by someone kicking 80-odd goals. Like, I reckon it'll be like 80, 85, you know, closer to that hungy mark, which it's is exciting. exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Thought. I, I mean, it I, is. as a team that's going to struggle this year, it's not an exciting proposition to think that you're going to get pumped when you can't fly back and, and, and really, um, you know, park the bus. But the idea of a big forward uh, kicking large numbers of goals and, and getting to that number is exciting when you've got Harry Mackay and Charlie Kerno in the works, you know, coming up as young players right. especially. Yeah, that's right. And if there's a team that loves kicking over a hundred points, it's Galton. So they'll Ooh, be. Oh yes. They'll be, hey, I saw you got there in the JLT, by the way. Huzzah. Yes. For the second year in a row in the JLT, we've been able to uh, kick a hundred points. We did it against right. Hawthorne in, in Tassie the year before. Nice. Didn't translate to the season. How probably, many? But, uh, how many know. weeks is it, or how many years in the season since you've kicked a hundred points? It's something like three, three years of the season. It's like, yeah, it's something then, like 40, 40 or 50 games or something like that. I yeah, feel like it's the last time I checked, it was like 48 um, games or I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Look, you, you probably, knowing you, you've probably pulled that number out. It's probably right. I don't, re- I don't reckon that's bang on. I haven't, I haven't paid too much close attention, but I know it's around that. It was, it was in the 40s when I last looked, which is yeah. pretty crazy. I feel like that's going to change, man. I feel like those blue baggers will definitely kick over 100 the this year. 4th of June, 2016. Right, so we're coming up three years. Yep, yeah, it's a long time, and it's, and it's you know kind of yeah. two seasons ago. So you know, forty-eight. Let's stick with forty-eight. It's forty-eight pretty games. Pretty since. good guess straight off the bat. Around that, yeah. Um, Strangely yeah. enough, I don't really keep that record in my head. Absolutely, and you shouldn't. It's negative information. You don't need to know it, Millie. That's right. Keep positive. <laughs> that's right. We got this. Uh, All right. Well, that's the, that's the JLT. I mean, yeah. I don't really read too much into form around no. JLT. I don't know how you feel about it, but I no, I'm the it's, same it's a good chance you. to see your players and see some, see how the young youngsters are kind of coming on. But. It's exactly that. Right. And you know, obviously for us, I feel like for our clubs again, like it's great for them personally to get some wins on the board, you know, being, you know, clubs and players that have been deprived of success, any little win to let, you know, for, for the St Kilda, we've got such this like negative um, culture with like we're just such a been such a loser club for this last little while. So any little win like this, I think you mentioned it the other day when we were chatting. Just getting to sing the song again at the end yep. of a win, that's an important thing, right? You, you win, really you get is. to sing the song with with the with the club and with the people involved, and and it's quite a big thing. So I think for like I'll, I'll just give you this little two cents now. We'll probably talk about it more, but my opinion with without us getting, you know, a couple of wins, you know, beating North and beating Western Bulldogs, albeit JLT, just to be able to get a couple of like, okay, here's the, here's the winning thing. And, and don't get me wrong. Like the Bulldogs wanted to win that game when we played. They them. Did. It, was, it was pretty like, well, it got pretty they're, rough. They're and, a club in need of a win. Cause they well needed to totally. So I reckon it would have been the same kind of messaging from the coaching. It's like, let's get a win on the board. Like it's JLT, but we want to see who, you know, spots are up for grabs. We're not a great, you know, we're not in a great position. Let's turn it around. Let's get a win. So the last game, the last uh, quarter was, there was like little fights about to break out. It was, they, they wanted to win. The competitive spirit kicked in. So, so for the Saints and probably, you know, same for the Blues to get a couple wins on the board for us, we play then Gold Coast round one, if we, if, you know, which is just massive. We need to win that game. But 
if there's yes. any chance for us to springboard into a good season, it's to like beat them and then the Dons round two. I don't reckon we'd beat them because they they look like they'd be a good club. But if there's any chance we're going to do that, it comes from this little run on of getting a bit of a winning feeling and bringing some wins into the culture of our club. You're spot on about clubs uh, needing that. It's super important. Um, yeah, you know, Carlton only won two games last year. Uh, you could tell that they get playing against Essendon in that first JLT game and the second against Collingwood. They they wanted to win and. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You don't want to get injured. You don't want to, you know, you don't want some of your stars to do a knee or, or anything like that. But it's a game that you can win and you you might as well. You might as well. We've had two wins in the past season. Totally. And if you're challenged in the game, you know, you're challenged and you you need to show some spine to like, you know, you've maybe you've been winning the first half and they're coming back in the third and you might be able to just wrestle it back again, that momentum back and still get the win. That's all That's all good practice for, for, for clubs like ours. I think that's, you know, at least, oh, I know last year when we played, we played you boy, we played Saints by the Blues first yep. week one, then we played Melbourne. We lost to both. And I remember everyone who was a Saints fan or even on, you know, big footy forums and all the usual just chat was like, oh, no, 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 it's all cool. It's all cool. We're on the rise. We're, we're going to get it sorted in the season. And we fucking didn't. Like, you no. know, our, our, our foot skills were really poor in the JLT. We looked all sloppy and we're like, oh, that'll all come. Of course, that's not going to come. What, in a week and a half? And of course, it didn't come. So we had a shamble of a season. So I was, I was happy watching JLT from a Saints point of view that those things were, were patched up a lot more than last year. You know, we were... I think this, the standard overall was much higher this, this season. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I guess maybe that's part of the, the new rules they've brought in. People, clubs are really trying to simulate in match environments how they can use the new rules to their advantage or how they're going to play with the new systems that they're going to have to play with. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And it did seem like more free-flowing and, you know, there was excitement in, in these cellar-dweller clubs that, you know, potentially can have really congested lockdown, low scoring. You know, we had score lines last year, like 311. Like, that's that's mm. not it. That's a turn-it-off game. That's only fans watching that one. You know, so yeah. maybe these rule changes will help clubs that you wouldn't necessarily watch, you know, have entertaining games. That's I think I'll ultimately say. it's going to really shake it up. I think we, we don't – we just no one knows. No one knows. Mm. Footy commentators, footy players, coaches, no one knows no. what it's going to actually do. Um, and all. you never know. It could – fuck, I hope it doesn't. But you, it could happen that some super coach like Alastair Clarkson has mm. just gamed the system and has figured out a better way to play the new rules than anyone else. Has. And then suddenly Hawthorne are back in the top four. <laughs> Hawks made the top four last year. Oh it's God. baffling. Like mad respect to them. Obviously like I hate them, but you're, they're so damn good. Like they made top four last year. Ridiculous. People just write them off. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, they crept into the fucking top four and you're not it's, wrong. Clarko's probably got it already figured out. And here, here I am going to put them in outside of the top eight in my... Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. It's, it's, it's partly out of optimism and, and, and partly out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Oh a lot of fear. Fear the brown and gold. That's right. Oh, boy. And you right. should. Who's in, who's in ways are contagious to get disease no, from this stuff? I know, right? How long are we running for mm -hmm. here, Emilio? Uh, sure. We're at 35, 36 minutes. Oh, tight. Tight, tight 35 minutes. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Um, all right. Well, we want to talk about the games coming this week and give our predictions. Uh, maybe mm. we should just jump straight to that. Like that's, yeah, that's a definite thing. We get, we've bumped a couple of things off the running order and that's not. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Cool. Um, all right. Well, do you want to, 
you lead us off because our first game is featuring my club. So uh, absolutely, what are yeah. Th- what are your What are your thoughts on um on on round one? Do you want me to just give Thursday my night? Okay, round, do you want me to give my? Uh, all, right, all right, I'll just give you my, my spin on it. Mm-hmm. I, I would say round one. Who fucking knows? To be honest, round one is such a hard game to pick. Like it's the worst round if you're a betting man, which you know I am, merely. So it's, <laughs> it's a bad round to try and call because it's so hard to it's so hard to know. But so you know, I went to, I went last year to Carlton and Richmond, and those Blues yes, they they started hot. Like it was That's if you want to, you, yeah, man, you, well, mm-hmm. they're fresh. They want to win. Like you know, injuries. It's it's round one. It's a new season. It's a clean slate. Um. In saying all of this, I think Richmond will win because Richmond are a very, very good club. Um, but yeah. I'm, you know, so I'm going to tip Richmond, but I'm really keen to see where the Blues are at. Like, you know, my thoughts on them. They're quite similar to yours. I'm pretty optimistic about them, to be honest. I think Mitch McGovern was an absolute get in the, in the mm-hmm. trade season. So good. Um, I think, you know, players like Kennedy that you got, you know, a couple of years, he didn't, have, he didn't have a good run at the injuries. Like he could, you know, don't know what Kennedy's going to be. Your boy yeah, that's Walsh, right. Of course, looked, and he's you know, fit for round one, but he's not playing, which is a good testament to the added depth of the club. Like, he's, who, who isn't Kennedy yeah. or, or uh, Kennedy? Kennedy. He's he's had a little bit of a niggle, and he could play this week, but they're not. They're resting him because he's he's not quite there, and and also Fair we've enough. got a bit of added depth now. Well, Young, there you go. Isn't still, that nice to have some like talent yeah. there? Like, um, also Zach Fisher, I reckon, is one of my Ooh. favorite players for Carlton. He's just got something yeah. that a lot of players don't have. And for a, t- a wiry little dude, it'd be about my build, man. Like, you see him get sure. smacked and he just gets up like a rag. Like, he's ragdolling around and he just keeps on going. He's he's class, dude. So Cade keen- Simpson-esque oh. in, that, in that regard. He it's is. Very fun, but- very durable. So, I'm interested yeah. to see I- how your mids, you know, that mids go. Um, Crips. Um, oh, Setterfield, of course. I haven't even thought about Setterfield. Setterfield is the big one for me. Mm. I think he's. I think he's going to be our recruit of the year. Like McGovern, a lot of hype around him and whatever. Mm. And I think I hope he goes really well, of course. But I reckon. I reckon the the, the ceiling is high on Setterfield, and he's just he's getting that age now. He's had a few injuries, but now if he gets a proper run at it, I I, I really like the look of him. Oh, absolutely, dude. And you know he's a the Dons. I remember we're talking about because what is he twenty sixteen draft. In 2016, yep. the Dons were contemplating picking him as their number one over McGrath. Like that's how highly that's right. highly rated he was, and it's that classic. And the Blues thing. bid for him at the time, but you um, did. They, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You he picked do. up because of the academy pick. Academy pick? No. Yeah. 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 It would have been an academy yeah. pick. Yeah. The yeah. zone selection. Um, yeah, uh, yeah you, exactly. Um, so that's how highly rated he is. And you picked him up for a second rounder, which is that classic formula. First round pick, doesn't play, gets an injury. Two years later, trade him for a second, a future second rounder, which I feel is always just such a bargain buy. If you've gotten some unproven guy who's, you know, whatever it is, done an ACL, that can, it can be a big thing. But if it's an impact ACL as opposed to just a, you know, a hereditary thing that you might have a right. old knee, big difference. It is a big difference, and look, a second round selection is always a gamble. So you, you yeah, might as well go for the player who is all class um, and classy enough and good enough to have gone in that first round, but for whatever reason hasn't had their body right or their 100%. head right or, or whatever it is, and hasn't made it to their um, debut or hasn't broken into their senior team. Plus, breaking into the Giants' midfield is a tough ask. Oh, how do you do that when you're nineteen? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're behind I'll, so many people. That's yeah, right. Thoughts? All that in mind, I also I'm also, I'm I'm also going to pick the Tigers uh, mm. for footy sense reasons. I think that look, I, I'm really excited to see the Blues this year. I, I think they can do a lot better than um, a lot of the 
punditry are kind of um, saying. I think that their, oh, their ceilings are much higher this year than people are giving them credit for. People are talking about them in terms of like 17 or 18. I think that, I don't know. I feel I have a feeling we could win half a dozen games this year. I, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. Mm. Um, All right, next up on Friday, uh, we've got the Collie Wobbles and the Cats. It's, Interesting um, game. Where, where are they playing? It's at, at the, the G. MCG, it's at the G, yeah. Well, got to go with the got to go with Collingwood, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, give me what do you what are your your thoughts? I, I'm picking Collingwood. Um, and I'm picking Collingwood up. as well. They they have not. They're looking okay in the injury department. They've had a few um important outs. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy Howe's going to play or not. Um, I think he is. I think he is. They're talking about it, but not 100. percent Okay, okay. Um, but. And Dugowie as well. He's been a bit injured too. Um, I feel like he's all good to go as no, well. I feel like they're all coming yeah, I think good you're right. for round one. Yeah, strange. Same with like way. Jamie Elliott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking good for those pies. It's got a, mm-hmm. That's a scary um, team on paper. That midfield chucking beans oh in there God. and like a you know Jamie Elliott was dominant when he's when he's up and about. He's a fucking good player. He's a force, um, isn't he? It's, I can't. There aren't many players of his size that can do what he does. Um, no. And the Cats, look, they've had some good pickups. Like, I think Gary Rowan and, and, and Luke Dahlhouse changes their forward line immensely. And, and they needed to. Their, their scoring was uh, inconsistent last year. Um, so they ought to have a bigger output. But I just, I think they're too thin depth-wise um, to to really take it up to the pies in the midfield. Yeah. And that bottom, the bottom six, maybe. Is it that kind they of don't battle, have a, you know, where they're, yeah, really they don't have a dominant Ruckman either. You know, like that, the, when we're talking about that six, six, six thing, like this yeah. is a classic example of where the Collingwood could just take it away from Geelong. Like they totally have, well, you sure. Got they've got Grundy. Dangerfield and Selwood there, but you still need to win the footy. Yeah. And they're still the t- tossing around between, you know, um, <clears throat> um, what's his name? Ray Stanley, yeah. Zach, Zach, old mate from Gold Coast. Can't remember his Clark? last name. No. No. No, no, no. Uh, Zach Smith. Yeah. Yep. Zach Smith. That's him. Yep. Zach yep. Smith. Um, and then like, you know, newcomers like Ryan Abbott and, oh no, he's a defender. That foot. Darcy Ford. Darcy put Ford. In there sometimes. Right. Yeah. See, mm. obviously we can't even, there's about three that still get rotated around. So you're right. That, that game will probably be won and lost in the midfield and. If you've got Grundy and all of the, you know, Trelaw, Pendlebury, side bottom beams, like that's disgusting. Taylor Adams, that's insane. Right. That's that's when you when you're having to push midfield. side beam uh, side bottom out of the midfield, side, you, side beams, you know, onto the Just wing or half back side bottoms, yeah, side, <laughs> side bottoms, side beams and bottoms, <laughs> very strong. Oh, exactly. You're putting, yeah, you're putting them in other positions. They're, they're like walk up midfield. Like in one of, in my club, you know, the Saners, yeah. any of them, are, so, they'd just be like pretty much the number one midfielder. Oh, almost any club. Yeah. They're very good. I, uh, well, Collingwood, bam. Mind Collingwood you, not that, to write that's... off Geelong too much. Cause I feel like they get written off a lot and they just do a Hawthorne thing and just be like, Hey, we're in the top eight again. Woo. Yeah. But I think the reason they'll be in the top eight is because of their home ground advantage. That's and a I big part of it. G- at the G against Collingwood, um, who will want to atone for that grand final loss. It's the course. last time they played there. It's yeah, that's it's, right. That's no small thing. They want to banish those demons, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's Collingwood for both of us. All right, yep. next one All we've right. got Melbourne v Port at one forty-five. The MC. The Jack Watts Memorial Game. The Jack Watts Memorial Game. What a lovely game. Is he <laughs> even playing? Did he cop any sanctions or anything for his? Uh, fake I don't cocaine. think he's banned. No, I don't think he's banned. I think he's just they've shifted him to defence for it. That's his punishment. What Which against Melbourne would it would be a pretty scary proposition actually. They've got a what good did, forward line. What did you say? Shipped shipped him to defence. 
that's what there. they did. They've shifted oh, into defense. Wow. Yeah. Jack, you're playing in the back pocket. Shut up. Pretty much. Back pocket Jack. Yeah, there we go. Jack pocket. Um, Jack pocket. Uh, 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 it's yeah. a... There's so much hype around Melbourne this year. Mm, with good reason, and, though. Of course. Port are a bit of an unknown quantity. They've lost a lot of players. Uh, you know, the mm. the, 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 two, the Jasper Pollo, uh, Pittard and, and Jared Pollock. Pollock. The, J, yeah. the JP specials to yeah. North Melbourne. Two JPs. Um, and then Wingard course um yep i know and who, did, who, did, up, who did they pick up who are they, so in they picked this up year? Bur- they picked up burton um okay. who he's going to be a great player and he sounded like he Good was kind of pushed up. out of hawthorne to be honest but this is hawthorne doing their trading at their best you know they make these tough tough decisions and they often seem to pay off um but they also got uh scott lyset in um yeah Pretty That's good right. pickup, good depth for Ryder, and just you know he can go forward as well. He's a good well, player. Ryder's injured, isn't he? Yeah, well he's wearing that helmet. He he might play. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't seen. I don't even know if their teams are out yet. But um, no, they're not. They're not, are they? No. Um, not sure. I think he might play us or something the other day. I'd have been on AFL. Um, the AFL app that he was struggling with his helmet. Don't know. But I, I, I think personally, what, what the best thing about Port's off season was just their pickups in terms of their dra- uh, their drafts. Sorry, their draft picks. Yeah, they got Zach Butters. Who else did they get? Love Zach Butters. I reckon he's great. Um, they yeah, got Connor, so Connor Rosie. Man, Connor Rosie was nearly was one of my pick of the the whole draft. It could be could True. be anything. It's all you never really know, do you? But by by everything I've heard that's coming out of their PR, I guess, and from AFL is that that. They're doing pretty Answers well. Answers from Alberton, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be positive press though, isn't it? But I've watched bits and pieces of them and they're freaking good. And then there's also another guy, Xavier Dersmo. I think he's like a country mm. big boy. Maybe Gippsland? I think he's from Gippsland. Um, he's, he looks fucking great. Appropriate for power, yeah. That's right. There we go. Gippsland power. Represent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're thinking of you, Gippsland. Um, yeah. He couldn't learn two. Th- he couldn't learn two different team songs, so they had to draft him there. That's right. I'm pretty fortunate for them because he looks like he's going to be quite the player. Um, he does. But yeah, you know that's who knows. Port Adelaide notoriously let you down, um, particularly with like tipping and all these things. I've I've tipped them so many times when I'm like, nah, nah, they're good. You watch, they'll be good there, and they'll lose to right. someone they shouldn't. And little dark through. horse for the finals, Port always. Uh, but then, oh, yeah. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. They've been like that smoky outside tip, you know, coming in and it just hasn't paid off. I think, what were they, 11-4 after round, you know, 15 or whatever yeah. last year. And then they just tumbled out of the eight. But Dropped away. I don't know. I, I feel, I'm, I think Melbourne, uh, if, they, if it goes all right this season for Melbourne, um, I think they're going to be, very hard to beat if it all clicks you're on the, who knows you're on the d train yeah i like the d's man i think it comes from being a fellow struggler like the saints you know it's a long time yeah. for them um but there's something i don't like about the d's i don't like them when i play them i feel a bit i, don't know, I guess that happens with every club but right. i don't know i think maybe it's the supporters maybe i care for them more not sure i like individuals at that club um they have a lot of good players. characters i like characters. Uh, you know that's right you know go on and the way brayshaw like Brayshaw's amazing, man. Yeah, he's great, he's, man. It's such a good story that he's been able to turn it around with his concussion thing. It gives right? us hope for Paddy. Paddy it does, it does. I, I don't have as much hope. It doesn't look no. like... I feel like the R word could be announced sometime this year. The oh retirement word. If oh you're not going to hear that much, it's not really... It's not worth it at all. No, it's, at all. it's really not. And it's sad. It's really sad for him. I hope I hope he just gets, his, gets it all together and... um. 
but you know, from a, I know from a punter's point of view, some people would be like, ah, oh, whatever. Anyway, he's crap. And there's some merit in that, that like he isn't, it's not like we are losing, let's say Jake Carlisle, Jack Stephen and Dylan Robertson, um, for example. Um, but it's still a loss and it's more for him personally. I hope, you know, he gets it together. Um, of course it'd be such a shame if, um, Imagine growing up your whole life and, and, and wanting to play AFL footy, going as number one pick oh, in the no. draft, you know, and then just get into an up and coming club and then just head knock after head Getting knock. just concussed and then just copying media scrutiny and public scrutiny. And what about last year when he, when we played down at Geelong, when our season, St. Kilda's season was just falling apart. And in that, yep. and in that game when he was playing at, at Geelong, getting like triple teamed, saying it's bombing it into him, just this same old St. Kilda crap. And he gets his car stolen and his house broken into. It's like this guy. That's right. <laughs> it's a bit of the old St Kilda luck, right? Oh, there. pretty, pretty funny, um, but not very great for him. I think some, no. some like homeless dude was living in his car by the end of it or something. Just at least someone found a, a home in that in Pete's <laughs> car. Just nice. Oh, um, well. But yeah, back to Melbourne. Great that Melbourne Port Brayshaw has oh, turned yeah. it around to come third in the brown low like that. He's an absolute jet. He's very well spoken. I enjoy his, you know, his Yeah, him on the AFL podcast his... has been really enjoyable. Very I good. He's great on exchange. He's like the best voice on there. He's, yeah. He's, he's great. Um, he's quite the eloquent speaker, if I may say so myself, merely. Yeah. I kind of fumbled that's... over when I said it. So, again, not very good. I think... Maybe we could fumble over it every time we say it, just for a bit of comic effect. Uh, hello, welcome to the, the AFL Lo- Eloquence podcast. Hello, uh, AFL Eloquence. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. That's a good way to start. Hello. Hello. Quince. Let's get yep. it. Um, yeah. I'm picking Melbourne. Yeah. I also will pick Melbourne in that game. Um, yep. Stephen May. Crows. He's not going to play, but Hawks. quality. Sorry. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. No, no, no. I, I hear. Um, Crows and Hawks at Adelaide Oval are yeah, I mean, I home home ground advantage. It's just it's too it's hard big. to ignore. It's big. I, th- I think Adelaide as well. Hawks. Who knows what they're gonna do? They're um, you know, you, ne- you can never really write them off because they have the best coach ever, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm keen to see this game, but I I think the real focus for me is on Adelaide. I think Adelaide are going to be good this year. Yeah, well, a lot of people are tipping them to to rise again up the ladder, and they got the. I mean, that's what their age profile is. They're what one of the second second, if not oldest, teams in the comp. I think it's them yeah. and the Hawks. So here we go. This is the battle of the geriatric teams. Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A battle as old as time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fighting it out for the Denture Cup. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that I don't, I'm not as confident as everyone else seems to be that Adelaide are going to have that rise up the oh, ladder. Um, well, I, I think hope that they. So for you, for you, I hope they don't because you yeah, got that old switcheroo picks. of picks mm. with uh, the Crows, which in classic Carlton um, style, which is very similar to St Kilda's, as soon as you do this bold trade and get Liam Stocker in, which was. Freaking awesome and like, yeah, yeah, some excitement in the draft. Liam Stock is great. Like, this is all cool. Your vice captain and like, uh, you know, one of the best players goes down like three days later. Which yeah, yeah. Is very timeless. Very Carlton modern, mm, you know. It's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. Yeah. yeah w- w- well, it's such a sad uh, story. Anyway, that's, that's, yeah. By the way, uh, we've got, we've got lots of sad stories, Emil and I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, let's, let's, 
Try and keep it to like a couple of sad stories per episode, maybe. That's right. So it's the rest not so of depressing. It, you know, negative energy. Who needs it? That's right. Not me. Who needs it? Well, um, hopefully both Adelaide and Hawthorne get negative energy because fuck them. Um, yeah, exactly. Picking Adelaide though, are you? I, I am picking Adelaide. I don't feel as confident about it as the other games uh, mm. just because I don't rate Adelaide as highly. Like I, people, everyone's talking about them rising up the ladder this year. Mm, I, me included. I think they will be better than last year, but the, I think they've still got cultural problems. Like yeah, that whole camping is a massive distraction, but, but, but like, no, have they banished all of that kind of uh, negative energy from their the club and I don't know they, they they're a weird club they lied a bunch last year in terms yeah, of they did players who were injured or, or stuff there was a lot of like scuttlebutt and a lot of hamstrings right yeah. I don't know I just I, I don't like Adelaide I don't, maybe it's because they've taken Gibbs and Betts from us um could be could be I don't mind it as much they got single players but I agree with you on all, a lot of the weird stuff last year was whack it was a strange thing that that camp we don't even really talk about that until we're done but it was just fucking ridiculous what was going on there and they're pretty like unqualified apparently the collective mind it was just like a bunch of idiots trying to do something someone's mate i reckon millie i reckon that was someone's mate who runs a company oh, um, probably was who got brainwashed in some sort of like pyramid scam yeah deal. yeah it's called collective mind oh yeah. wow okay. oh, not even minds just mine no one one oh. all part of the same story one mind one mind all together working as one robot yeah. stance now power stance yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, jeez. All right. Um, well, that's that game. We're both picking mm, the Crows. Uh, mm-hmm. Doggies and uh, and Swans at the first game at Marvel Stadium featuring Ooh. the Thor Guernsey, the infamous Oh, Thor yuck. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yuck. Jeez, man. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, my God. Well, you talked about commercialize, the, co- the commercial aspect always winning out in the AFL, and, and unfortunately, yeah. you're right. Like, this is a prime example of that. It's It's... Oh, look, maybe the dogs need the money. Maybe it's some just deal they can't refuse, um, in yeah. which case, whatever. But like for a team that has, for a team that is so community focused, for a, for a club that is so about their members, more so than many clubs in the AFL, mm. uh, it just feels wrong, man. It just feels wrong. I know it's it only one really game, but weird. I know. I, I, I think it, I think it sucks. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. Sh- yeah, I agree, man. Like the Guernsey's shit. Like, and it looks I'm awful. also, I'm not a, I'm, I guess I'm not an 80 year old traditionalist of the game. Like haven't been around forever, but I'm normally like, okay for, you know, things I'm pretty fluid. Like, yeah, okay. Change the time, you know, make it a Twilight Grand Final if you want to, whatever. Like, I don't really, I'm not one to be like, no, it's tradition. Stay. Everything stay. But mm. this one feels this this one did step over a line for me because it was just like that is fucking ugly and weird and it's what a Thor what no they can they yeah. can do all of the Marvel shit pre post game during the game have your stuff oh, they're around. going to oh they will exactly so it's it's even they've sold their goons like it's it's too far for me it's I agree it's a sellout that, like. Any sponsorship stuff aside, it's always going to happen, like you said. And and the Marvel thing is gonna is there, and it's going to happen. They're going to mm. try and make the most oh, of you it. Better um, believe it. But you're right. I agree. It feels like it steps over a line, um, putting it on the field like that. I mean, that being said, Carlton sold its Guernsey in in the nineties or two oh, thousands yeah, for, for M and M's. They've so. all done it. St Kilda's. We've had some disgusting Guernseys. Remember the yellow that Guernsey? yellow strip? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dirty. Dude, Ooh, yep. still in my nightmares. Yeah. So well, who do you pick the, on this yeah. game? Hmm. Really hard to pick, dude. Um, 
I think the obvious choice that people be like, oh, it's the Swans. The Swans will win. I don't think it's that simple. I really don't Agreed. think it's that simple. One, they match up pretty well. The Dogs and Swans, we all know, you know, 2016 Grand Final, um, which is a little while ago now. Um, but the Dogs still, I can't remember last year, did they play them in round one and beat them? Uh, they, I feel like they played them pretty early and might have got, got a win over them. Or, they, had a pretty good win. they had a pretty good run at, at, at then Eddie Head Stadium last yeah. year, early in the season. Yeah, I can't remember if they beat if dogs beat Sydney up there. It doesn't yeah. really matter because no, I, I, I th- feel they, like they I think did. they beat them down here. Okay, right. Because I know last year Sydney had a terrible record in Sydney, and it was something like yeah. they were like one one and five, you know, after the first yeah. until the, the bye or after the first eight rounds or something. Um, but uh, man, I, I, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. So, uh, who are you dipping? Tell me who you dipping. Uh for because. They are sellout scumbags. I'm going to tip against the dogs. And uh, mm. although I think that they're a good chance of winning, I'm, I'm tipping the Swans because they yeah. have some more integrity. And this is a, this is a club that was owned by Jeffrey Edelston. They have more integrity than the dogs who are selling out their game. Big time. Big call. Heard it here first. I, um, I, I've also tipped the Swans, but it's a real hard – this is a hard one for me. That's hard. I feel like this could be could go anyway. The doggies have got great midfielders, a lot of pace, but they're pretty short on their key position. Yeah. You know, if it all comes together, I know Norton played in in the forward line through the JLT, and he he's a great player, Aaron Norton. But he's still this is his second year. You know, like he's yeah. you can't expect him to be the guy that pushes him up the ladder. And with Dale Morris's knee injury, they're probably gonna have to push Big him back loss. anyway. So. Big loss. Yeah. Yep. Swans for me too. Milio. Yep. Um, what we got? Uh, well, next game is the Lions and the Eagles at the Gabba. Wow, they don't get to unfurl the uh, the premiership banner. Is that what they do? No, not Un- first round. Un- no, yeah, it'll be round two. Back home, mm-hmm. bring it home. Um, I, I, I think the Eagles will win this game because they are damn good and they're the premiers. But yeah. like most people would say, Brisbane Lions are a damn good team, or they're coming up, and people they are, are enjoying up, the rise. People, they really are. Many, aren't they? You don't hear many bad words about Brisbane at the moment. You just hear There's a lot, a lot of, of love. Oh, they're great. For yeah, the, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Lions, and there is a heap of love, rightfully so, I guess. I think so. They That'll play, shift. They play a good, That'll shift they when they start game. winning games. They start beating your club and then it's like, oh, the fucking Lions. They've won three back then. Like, yeah. you know, it'll come back. <laughs> it is important for the national competition to have a strong club, at least one strong club in Queensland. Um, yeah. And it, it looks like it's going to have to be the Lions forever. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, mm. that's right. Yeah, the Lions are looking good, man. They, I, I reckon they'll rise up, but not quite good enough to beat the reigning premiers. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to Eagles for that one as well. Yeah. We, we're, we're exactly the same, aren't we? We are. So far. So far we are. Nice. Um, uh, Sunday, March oh, 24th at Marvel game again. Game of the round. Titans, man. Clash of the Titans. Huge. This is going to be massive. At, at a popular time of 1.10, which everyone Prime loves. time. Prime mm-hmm. time. Prime Sunday, 1.10. <laughs> We've got so those mighty a big Saints. drawing crowd at this game. Oh, yeah. mate. We'll be getting at least 14,000. Mighty Saints, Saints versus Gold Might Coast. Even open up the second level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let them in. Let the people in. They want to see it. They want to see this clash. Right. Um, yeah, you give me your two cents. Look, St. Kilda injuries are really worrying, really concerning. I think uh, it's going to be a struggle for the Saints this year, it unfortunately. I, I don't didn't want it to be the case. No, um, neither. <laughs> no, but I. I just worry about them. Um, they don't have enough top end talent to to 
no one does really. Not many clubs no. have Collingwood could lose three top line players and they'd still have some 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 absolute guns oh, there, but would. not many other clubs would. We we um, just don't though. You 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 no. know. Uh, it's there's no there's no not new news to me. This stuff like we don't. We really don't. For us I mean, to so, for us to rise, it's going to take a lot of internal growth, which of course every club gets their own t- internal growth every year anyway. So yeah, it's not something you can always rely on, is it? No, it's not. And then look, who knows? I hope to see some young Saints players take some big steps this year because they've been a bit slowly, slowly, gently, gently for the last few. They haven't. There have been a lot of players who haven't um, taken the, the steps that the club would have hoped for. Oh, so I, I really do hope to see some breakout years for some players. But I still. I still, I still worry about them. Not as much as I worry about the Suns, though, because they are no, garbage. They um, are not good. They're not good. But you know um, what this means? If we, if, if St Kilda lose to garbage, if garbage is beating you and it's round one, ooh. and again, remember, round one, kind of all bets are off. It's a tough one to call. That's true. If there's ever a it's time a good for point. Gold Coast to just sneak in and just, you know, pull the rug from it. From under us, it'll it'll really screw with our heads. This is what happened last year. We had North, uh, we had Brisbane, then North, and then it was like six rounds of really tough games, like Adelaide, yep. Geelong, GWS, all really hard. And and I said it to people last year as a pessimistic Saints fan. I was like, <clears throat> look, if we lose one of these two games, we're fucked. If we don't beat Brisbane and, and we're not beating North, we're not going to beat these next six. So, and then of course we beat Brisbane, we lost to North and they broke us emotionally, spiritually, physically. Yes. And then we lost 11 games in a row. I feel ah. like it's the same kind of thing, which is we got a really tough start of the, of the year. Then we actually yep. for once have a great fixture. Saints have got the easiest fixture as per champion data. But in the past few years, it's been like fifth hardest, third hardest, this and this, really tough. But this year it's quite easy, but it's Gold Coast, then hard games for about six weeks. And so classic St. Kilda as well. End? Classic and Secure is all getting the easiest draw in a year where no one actually knows how easy the draw is going to be because the exactly. game styles are going to change it because totally, it's the rules. Totally. Yeah. It's like us. Every time we lose a grand final, they change the rule. Like, no more. Oh, no, now there's goal reviews. No more replays. That's it. We're done. No more replays. Time on. Like, oh, geez, I mm-hmm. wish we had that when we were storming home against the Pies. But well, yeah, you're right. let's hope on Sunday for a big storm home against the Suns. Uh, I, I'm definitely picking St Kilda. And if St, yep. and my other prediction about this game is if St Kilda lose to the Suns, then um, Brett Ratton will be coaching the St Kilda football club halfway through the year. Yep, that's a good call. Uh, that's a really good call. I'm also going to tip the Saints because what kind of fan would I be if I didn't? Mind you, I will tip against them this year because I'm a realist. <laughs> but I'm tipping the Saints and I, I think that's a pretty good call. I, I like that we've got... Ratten and all these new players in at the back end, hopefully shift. Brennan Laid this. as well. Yeah. We, you know, we, I don't even think we had a ruck coach last year, man. You know, we had like a part-time ruck coach. So, you know, what it's left then do, bring in a better ruck. Like, we've made some pragmatic moves to hopefully fix a lot of the on-field ship. Now we just need to fucking win. Yeah. So, I'm picking them too, bro. Up oh, well, you've inspired me. I'm changing my tip from um, in the opening game. It is round one. Anything can happen. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tip the do blues it. just do for it. that. Yeah. Good vibe start of the go. season. Here it is. Yep. That's right, man. Locked Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Dusty goes down with a ACL. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That'd be Who shocking knows? for the game. And they're playing Lynch as well, which I think is surprising. Anyway, that's, oh, really? uh, we've moved Ooh. on from the game. Yeah, they are yeah. playing. Weird. I thought it was today. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to come through the VFL, mate. Well, interesting. Well, hopefully he needed to. Let's, uh, let's find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, All right. Anything else about the St. Kilda game that you want to... Nah, I reckon we've touched on it. I, I agree with you. It's, it's going to be hard. Even if it's Gold Coast, who knows? It's going to be hard. I guess the one thing I would say is we looked like we had our pressure back in the JLT. Again, it's fucking JLT. I know. 
But if we if we at least play with that vigor and that pressure, and we've drafted these mature age players, which I really rate that decision. We've brought in Matthew Parker and yes, just pacey players. We need that. We've done. I don't know why we hadn't done that for years. We, we've talked about this for fucking years. Like, why don't we do? Where's our Tim Kelly? Why don't we do this either? Anyway, so we've done those things. We've got a lot more pace. If our pressure is really good and we win it in the midfield. Will be LG, but if that doesn't happen and they get a little bit on top of us, or if they're you know beating us come half time, I reckon those demons in our head could very much be a problem for us. Yeah, if it's a close game, I really worry about the Saints. I think if it's a close game, then um, me too. Yeah, there's you're right. The demons plus the the idea that the Suns is this young club completely unfancied. They will get some belief. Hundred percent. I want to put man. their doubters at bay. Yeah, and they'll be they'll they'll really. I don't know who's going to want to win it more. I, I would probably say Saints because they're just people have more of an expectation of them. They're an older club, yeah. and there, more there's is a lot of pressure. And, there is more at stake, and then our coach has definitely you know got the pressure on him. Richo's got it far more than Stuart Jew. So there's a lot. Yep. There is more at stake. I feel like we'll want to win it more, but that hasn't been enough of a motivation for the Saints in the past. You know, <laughs> eleven losses in a row. Like, where's that motivation? But anyway, I'm tipping those mighty Saints, merely. All right. I'm, I mean, I agree with you. I'm going to tip the Saints as well. Um, all right. At the showgrounds in Sydney, yes. the Giants take on Essendon. Interesting. Recruits, the Dylan Shield return to home game. Very interesting. Yeah. That's that's tough. I'll, I'll, I'll go first, a little spiel. Um, mm-hmm. Giants, are, they're a hard one to um, they're a hard one to get a read on. They're always up there. They're always pretty solid. Um. I, I think big, the some big outs are, in the off season though. Yeah, dude, absolutely, absolutely. Like Shields a big loss. Scully obviously didn't play for most of the year, but still, still yeah. is a loss. And Lob yeah, they've well. lost some lob. That yeah, of course lob, and they lost some depth. Set of field <laughs> if he was going to come through. A big loss, sure. the biggest loss of all. Set of field of all. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I think though. Okay, here's what I'll say. I think Essendon historically they've seemed to be a bit of a slow starter. And I watched, yes. I watched a fair bit of Essendon in the JLT. I watched the Carlton yes. game. I've watched a bit of, you know, they weren't playing their full team. JLT, you're resting people, this and that. But it, they didn't look as, I had a few more red flags. They reminded me of what I was feeling like for St Kilda last year when we'd had two years being just outside the eight and then this was the year we're going to explode. And then we looked like shit in the JLT. Essendon didn't look great. They didn't no, look they didn't. amazing. I know they weren't trying, you know, it's all those things. We all know that, but... I feel like they might take a second to get burning, and they did it last year, didn't they? It took, it took a loss to cool. Carlton to then make they stormed home, winning ten out of the last fourteen. So they're a very good yeah. club, and on paper they should be like top six. But can they get it all together? Um, I'm not sure yet. I don't think I'm not their sure for round one is good enough, and nor nor do I think their Bell inside needs are good enough. Yeah, there's just one more. They just need that one more real grunt to just dish it out, don't they? Maybe they, that's what they wanted with like Shield and stuff. But I think Shield's more, he's classy on the outside. Like, I, I think so. Yeah, they need their jo- Joe Watson. Get him back. Needs mm-hmm. that, that role. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it'll be, it'll be tough. I f- maybe if it was midway through the season, I'd change my tip. But I'm tipping the Giants. I am as well. I think the Giants are, I think they're going to be a, really good this year. Uh, I don't, I mean, it shouldn't be that controversial. I think they've been good for the last few, but um, no. I think this could be the year that it all clicks for the Giants. I don't know why. Uh, they have had some big outs, but if it wasn't going to happen this year, then then the team's just going to 
they're going to scatter to the four corners of the country. I think like yeah. they've already lost some great players and granted they get back good draft picks and they're probably going to keep drafting well, knowing them um, and plus Academy players. But if they don't, if they don't do well this year, then uh, is there, is their window shut, but is it, you know, is it, is it come down and is, is the window closed? Yeah, they keep, well, that's the thing maybe, but they keep on getting all these young jets and they, you know, every time they trade someone out, they get a, a couple of first round picks or whatever. And then they, they pick up someone who could Tim be, Taranto. Like, get a Tim Taranto in. Yeah, exactly. Who's probably going to, he will have a huge year. I reckon he's, oh. he's a great player. Um, but that's yeah, they keep on doing it. They got Jai Caldwell and Jay Jackson Haley this year yeah. in the draft. I think Haley they're talking about playing maybe even round one. Like he's he's looking pretty solid. Um, but you know yes. they keep on doing that. They keep on Jai Caldwell could have been top five. Who knows? The jury's kind of out. He just he was just injured through most of his draft yeah. year. Could have been top three. No ideas. A lot of those in this draft. But I feel like they're going to keep. They're going to manage. They've managed to have a nice culture of that club or, you know, have a quite a wing culture. They still got some damn good players. Again, they're still like walk up, you know, best 22, bet top five at a lot of the other clubs, even their depth midfielders, you know? Yeah, man, I, 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 I really do feel, I'm feeling confident in the Giants this year. I'm not, maybe it's my um, confidence in the way that, Maybe it's my hope because uh, Stephen Silvani built the list and, and he's done the same yeah. in our club. So it may be, it could be. But, um, or, or, <laughs> yeah, true. But so we'll have them. They'll, be, they'll be Blues players eventually, all of them. <laughs> Maybe I want them to do badly or, or well. Oh, yeah, way, what's the best for the Blues here? Sure, yeah, what's oh. better? Would it be they'd go terrible? Win the flag now, get that experience and then come to Carlton and, and uh, there we go. <laughs> win some Because that leadership, too. she's a commodity merely. Particularly now, the new rules, you need leaders out We'd have there. to pay higher, though, if they were apprenticeship players. So maybe they shouldn't. True. Maybe it's the mm. other way. It falls apart. Everyone goes, oh, the window's been slammed shut. I want to get out of here. Cornelio, yeah. fuck this. Off he goes. Melbourne. Bam. Kel- Kelly's gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kelly's gone. Get the get the one-two punch. Cornelio, Kelly. Both oh. the girl. <laughs> oh, oh, they're not coming to St. Gilda, that's for sure. Well, who knows? You never know. Who uh, knows? Probably not, though. Probably, probably not. not. <laughs> All right, um, final game. Dockers and North, last game of the round, uh, blockbuster game at 3.20 p.m. on a Sunday over at uh, Perth. Massive. In Optus, at Optus Stadium. Huge, the cauldron. I don't I don't rate oh, Fremantle this year at all. Not do I. Not do I. I think they're, I mean, they've got some great players at the top end, Fife, uh, and, and, really and I think Rob is yeah. a pretty good pickup. Um, obviously, you needed backup for Sandilands, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. They got they got their big boy Sean Darcy who looks pretty good, yes. but he's still very new. Um, yeah, yeah, they've got they've got some real talent there, but then they've got like uh, their bottom end is like pretty, it's pretty weak. They're a bit of a St Kilda of the West, to be honest. That's like yeah. I feel for them because even now I'm kind of writing them off a little bit as well. We'll probably lose to them in round three, mind you, over there. <laughs> but you know, like I I know like most of their lists. But then there's a few that I I, I'm not, I don't really know them that well, and it's the same with St Kilda. People are like, oh, they're just shit, and they wouldn't be able to name our six jacks that we have or seven jacks <laughs> that we have and who they all are. So we're kind of running them off a bit on that. But you know, they got some they got some really good players, but I don't I don't think they're going to be amazing this year. Might be another couple of years when Chera and Brayshaw and those guys, so Griffin Logue, he's you know when they yep. keep keep coming on. I feel like there's a bit more of a shining light for them. Hopefully, if they keep developing, but you can never yeah. rely on that, can you? Sad news about Jesse Hogan as well. I think that's real. Real sad, man. Real sad. Real rough. I haven't looked I, into I thought it, it too really much. Piss poor of the club to announce. Uh, to, to, I mean, legitimate. Uh, 
if it, the, if the guy's suffering anxiety, that's, that's, that's terrible. And, and, and he's gone through a lot the last few years. So mm. there's, you know, um, not surprising at all that he might be struggling, but then to you, the way that they announced it as though it was linked in some way to him going out in the piss. I think that, oh, that man, is, that's is really reprehensible. So horrible. And, and like, I just think every time someone gets stung with that, like it's a, what, how many people do we know in, in, in the world? Just every, everyone fucking has a drink or like dabbles in drugs or whatever it is. And you see people all the time if you go out that are like gacked off their heads or they're not looking good or they're vomiting or, and you, you know, you see photos coming out of like, oh, Jesse Hogan smoking a cigarette. It's like the poor fucking dude. His dad passed away a few months, yep. weeks later. He gets the same cancer thing. He gets cancer. And then he gets, I remember that time. Yeah. You got a photo of him having a ciggy at a festival. And it's like, yeah. leave the fucking dude alone. Are you kidding me? Of course I would have, I've got like, you know, my own crippling problems now, let alone being a, a high profile Under the AFL media player, massive like scrutiny. And then what you go out and you're, you're feeling down and you have too many beers and they, ah, oh, it's just crap, man. And also, I've seen football people and like media commentators out and about having a pretty damn good time. Like, oh, absolutely. You've seen, you see it in Melbourne, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's like, and then you report on it, like as a, a journo and shit on it. It's like, come on. Like, yeah. Let's be fair here. Poor dude. I hope he's, I hope he's all right. He's an absolute great player and he's had a really, really hard time. He has. And I think, look, if he, if they're suspending him for his, his, off-field indiscretion, drinking on a night where he shouldn't have been, not turning up to training or turning up hungover or whatever it was. Mm. That's one thing. That's fair but, enough. But to, to bring up the anxiety in the same press conference was, I th- I thought, just a real shame. Um, they yeah. seem to be using it as a screen, really. Um, and, know, you know, maybe the, maybe the anxiety does have uh, an impact in terms of how he drinks, but he's still, we're all responsible adults. We still have to take take responsibility for that. And if you're missing training because you're, you're too hungover and drunk, that's that's a separate issue to your anxiety. And if he exactly. wants to talk about his anxiety, if he wants to raise that in a public forum and, and process it that way, that's his call, no problem. But for the club to do it in that way, I mean, maybe they got his consent. I, I, they must have, but still, it, it just felt... I guess felt, so. Didn't yeah. pass the pub test, buddy. No, it didn't. It didn't feel very nice, did it? Yeah, I you never want to be linking those two things in because you see the comments and the talk about that as people are like, oh, yeah, he's depressed, is he? Or and he's, like it just, yeah, it just undermines the mental health uh, debate so much. It just does, does such damage to it. People now yeah, just same. think when, when they hear mental health, they're like, oh, he's on the bloody nose beers. Right. Or like, oh, players are using it. To, exactly, players are using it to get out of their drug thing. Same, same idiots who will shit post on a Taylor Walker photo like that. Taylor Harris photos. Oh, Taylor Harris, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Just, yeah. Oh, man. It's real trash, isn't it? People have such bait. Who hurt you, people, in the comments section? Who hurt you? Right? Did did mummy not hug you enough? Was was dad not around? Like, it's so crazy. People just want to have beef with it. Oh man, I didn't go, I haven't seen all of the Taylor Harris stuff. I just saw that, the, you know, the photo was up, put it down, did this, few people posted it again and, and just the trolling, of, oh, man. It's, it's, it's the same way people defend themselves when they talk about shitting on the AFLW. It's like, oh yeah, but I'm allowed to say it. It's like, well, yeah, you are. But why though? Like, why I don't really, it? if you don't like it, that's, that's legitimate. You don't have to enjoy it. No you one's, have to voice no your opinion on shit you don't it's, like. It's, Right, I don't really, I don't really like uh, lawn bowls, but I don't go to the Australian lawn bowl site and 
shit post on, on the there comments. because I don't enjoy it. I just don't watch no. it or think about it. Yeah, again, it comes back to who fucking hurt you? Like, what's wrong in your life that you do this stuff? Yes. There's so much that I don't like in this world. Imagine if you constantly were just walking around talking about shit you don't like or just commenting on stuff you don't like. What kind of person is that? A troll. No. Yeah, live troll. under a little bridge. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And just not... Uh, it's... It's so steeped in misogyny that that um, the, the oh, desire man. to do that because there's no I don't see any other argument as to why you'd need to go and shitpost on um, AFLW on the public forum. It just there's no other it's reason. A straight than, up than You have a problem with women. It really is, dude. It really is. I like footy, but I don't like AFLW. It's taking which money is, out of us. Which is like, just no, whack too. If you like yeah. football, then you like AFLW and the AFL. Like that's all there is. That's it. It's as simple as that, isn't it? You just yeah, yeah, you're an asshole if you if you're having beef with that stuff. Just let it. Can't you let people have a win as well? Just let it. It's it's happen. It's fucking good. Yep. It's great for society. It's great for women. Like let it happen. Who Speaking of which, there, there's, a, there's a big <laughs> another big Carlton game this weekend Saturday uh, at Icon Park. Mm. The Blues are taking on Fremantle in the first uh, final of, yeah. of uh, prelim for AFLW, which is very. Got the conference. They got the to, conferences going there. Going down there. Yeah, you heading down. Uh, yeah, I believe I am. Yep. yep. Nice, man. I'd love to do guys take on Dockers. Hell yeah. I'd love to head down. Icon Park's so fun to watch football, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. So just down the road as well. Well, oh, we nice. are, this is our first episode. We've gone a bit long. Uh, we'll, we'll try and rein yes. it in next time a little bit, but uh, I do, I've got an idea. I want to finish, finish the episode with a little something. Mm-hmm. I thought I, um, I thought I might, might try this out and see how it sticks. Um, yeah. This is news to me. Right. So hit me All with right, it. Well, um, <laughs> Well, uh, this is a little segment where I'm going to be telling the story of a of a of a particular AFL player. Um, okay. Just, just giving you a little rundown about a little, you know, some oh, an okay. AFL player from the past, maybe a bit of a larrikin or someone who had as an interesting story. Um, nice. This is a tr- this is my tribute to the dollop, as as we are both fans there. Oh yeah, big dollop fans. Hell yeah! All right, hit us up with that football history segment. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where. <laughs> This is an AFL football podcast. Where <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, podcast recorder, phone user, <laughs> and read a story from football history to my friend. Bob Welch, who has no idea who the person is going to be about. Here it is. <laughs> right, Peter Kevin Percy Jones was born on the 20th of October 1946 in Hobart, Tasmania. Your boy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, As a promising you, young rivalry, ruckman. Sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, no, Please what are you saying? I just said North South rivalry. I'm from Launceston, so I hate those dogs from Hobart. Oh, not your boy at all. Right. No. Okay. That's why I've never heard of him. <laughs> As a promising young ruckman playing for North Hobart, he was scouted by Richmond and given several gifts with the idea well, several gifts, including a, a nice new suit, by the way. Um, oh, very with nice. the idea that he would play uh, in 1966 in Tassie, but then join Richmond for the 1967 season. Right. Mm. Big mistake, though. Because <sighs> the suit, didn't as it was fit. 1966, Carlton officials got to him first and promised if he came over and joined them for the 1966 season, then he would play straight away. Oh, so he came shit. Over. did he have to give the suit back? <laughs> he probably wore it to the function post game function just to stuff it up those ties. Was it a yellow and black suit? Oh man, just that overly just... showy, just this disgusting Tigers suit. Oh, that's typical Tigers stuff. Um. <laughs> It didn't quite go to plan, however, because uh, after a preseason game against the Hawks at Prince's Park, Percy, who didn't have his driver's license at the time, 
uh, took a lift from a blues supporter who uh, subsequently and at high speed plowed into his into a tree on Royal Parade. Oh my God. I love that about this era as well, that you just didn't have a way to get back to your home and he was living in St Kilda, but like, just got a lift back a with a random supporter. Fan. Imagine that now if you were just like at the game and you're like, oh, Paddy Cribs. And he's like, right. hey, you have a chat. You know, got Ponds or needs a lift home. Doesn't catch an Uber, just gets in the car with a random fan yeah. who hums down the freeway oh, and crashes man. into a tree. Dude, that's yep. a nightmare. Did, what, Isn't what, it? Was, what was the result? Is he okay? Well, was he okay? Percy, no, not really. He suffered skull, facial, and eye socket injuries. Oh, and it kept God. him out of the team until round 16 that year. Jeez, Percy. Yeah. He made a pretty good recovery, though, because he played 249 games for the Navy Blue, including playing that's in huge. six grand finals, winning four of them. Oh, fuck. He had a, Oh, this car ca- yeah. crash was the thing that maybe needed to happen to Percy. Get his shit together. Yeah. It's a superhero origin Get story. Get your own car. That's it. Got his license on for that, probably. Got his license. Got himself to get it. Is, it is an origin story. They There's rebuilt bit him. Of, they did. They had the technology. They made him better. Mm-hmm. He was better, stronger. Percy Jones. Um, the $6 million man, Percy. Not faster, though, because uh, he's never been much of a runner. And right. uh, during the 1978 preseason, he was a big ruckman. During the 1978 preseason, after a night out sinking pints, it was time for the time trial. Oh, no, Percy. Uh-huh. 10 kilometers uh, from up past Pentridge Prison all the way down to Princess Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones straight was Straight down always Sydney Road. Straight down Sydney Road. Just grabbing Spot pints on. on the way. <laughs> Dropping by Mm-mm. Edinburgh Castle, sink a pint. Cornish Arms, it's like some kind of, kind of um, pub crawl, pub run, preseason pub, run. pub crawl. <laughs> that's not a bad way to do it. It's, mm. uh, it was the seventies after all. Um, yeah, that's right. So he was lagging behind as he always did. Um, but the, the, then his hangover really started to kick in and he decided instead of running, he might hop on a tram on Sydney road. <laughs> oh my God. No way. Yeah. So he hops on a tram um, up in Coburg and Sydney Road and there's fans there. He's signing autographs and, oh and my God. all the way to Princess Park. That is so funny. Yep. It was his best time. However, he was spotted <laughs> was by a, a teammate. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He was, spotted by a, he was spotted by a teammate and dropped to the reserves the following week. Probably fair enough for our purpose. Yeah, that, that this is, is also a bloke who used to at halftime um, nick into the toilets with Jezelenko and, and smoke darts. <laughs> this is some classic Tasmanian stuff right here. He's definitely right? a Tasmanian. Oh, yeah. Just cutting oh, corners, yeah. smoke a little Percy in the bathroom. Yeah, man. Cheeky. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah, and that's a little I like story that of Percy little, Jones. I like that. Percy Jones is also quite a smooth nickname, uh, smooth name. Percy yes. Jones. Percy I guess Jones. it's Quincy Jones makes me feel, but yeah, it's got something true, like that. True. That's awesome. I like that little segment too. A little bit of footy mm. history for y'all. Yeah, I think it'd be, I think it's, I like it too. I, I, I like I it. Like it's it. got legs. It's got legs. All right. Well, uh, yeah. we'll see how that goes next week. Uh, I'll find another story from Australian footy history and uh, we'll see how we go. hundred percent. I like it, man. I love it. Um, hey, so yeah, thanks. Whoever is listening in to our little first run through of this podcast, AF Eloquence. There it is. Damn, it. There mm. it is. Um, yeah. I guess uh. we, do you, any other, any other words, Millie, or do we just uh, sign off and, um, and chat to you all next week? Yeah, I think, look, uh, we'll probably develop some sort of sign off in, in future. Yeah, we but, will. Um, yeah. But for now, there's right. not much there. We, oh, oh no. we also have our top eight 
Uh, sorry, our top oh. 18. We've got our whole thing. Do you, do you know what, what? Let's just leave it for now. Let's just, I agree. Let's just leave it. Let's save it uh, for next week. We've got it written down. It's not going to change too much. Round one's not going to shift too much, I don't think. But uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll put them in next week. Yeah, I think that's wise. Um, thanks heaps for listening, whoever you are. Uh, we will be back next week for another chat. Thrilling, thrilling episode of AF Eloquence. That's right. AFL eloquence. Uh, pun inside. And it's double pun. Probably too much. Um, so easy to say. Beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks. Bye.